Hey everybody, we are back. You are tuned into another episode of the Flea Flicker Show. Uh, we are your hosts. I am Fred. That is Dre. Uh, we drop new episodes, not during the season anymore because uh, it's over with, but we're bringing some off-season uh, adventure and advice uh, throughout 2024. So make sure to listen and subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media at Flea Flicker Show. Dre. Tell them what's on the docket for today. Yeah, so uh, we took a little two-week break from the action since the Super Bowl. So now we are going to talk about the Super Bowl because we have finally gotten over the the horrible, horrible ending for both of us. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit, and then after that, we'll uh, we'll get into some franchise tag target or candidates because uh, it is now open and already someone has been franchise tagged. So we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, we might hit free agency. We're going to hit the senior bowl because that happened. And uh, gloss over that real quick. Yeah. That, that should be pretty quick. I think that's, that's about what that's about what we got, right? Yeah, that's about it. So I'm getting started with the senior bowl. Uh, or not senior bowl. Super bowl. Sorry. Super bowl. Uh, two bowls. We're starting with the big one. Uh, the Super Bowl. Two weeks ago, it happened. Uh, the celebration is still continuing for a few members of the Kansas City Chiefs who won yet another Super Bowl under the Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid era. Um, it, I don't know about you, Dre, but it's getting pretty stale for me. And I don't, I don't like it. I don't like seeing them in there every year. And um, I don't care who the team is. I want to see other people in there. Oh yeah, me too, for sure. Like I know everyone's been talking about it, but the Patriots freaking finally ended their craziness of the league and now it looks like the chiefs have just picked it right up where the patriots left off where tom brady specifically left off and uh it's very frustrating and i I, as much as i do like andy Reid and some of the other chiefs players it's just obnoxious and i am starting to dislike the majority of them i think at this point yeah uh the 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 spotlight is definitely getting to their heads um especially Patty, Patty Mahomes there. Um, he, uh, Patty and Travis, in my opinion. Isn't, isn't quite as likable. Um, when he came into the league, he was likable. He was the underdog. Uh, took over for uh, Alex Smith there, and people liked him. Now the success is kind of getting to him. And I mean, hell, Brady. Uh, Brady was an asshole when he was in the league. And I kind of like Brady now as since he's retired. He seems a lot more yeah. fun. So uh, for me, is it was Brady – an asshole because of his success or was he an asshole because of the Patriots and being with Bill Belichick? Um, who knows? But either way, um, I'm done with Kansas City. I don't want them to continue uh, their winning ways. Uh, I will say their defense was legit. Like, their defense is why they won the Super Bowl. Spags, um, baby. It's what kept them in every single game. It won them games. Teams were averaging, what, 17 points a game in the playoff run. Uh, against that defense. So that defense is the reason they won that Super Bowl. And I mean, to hold San Francisco to 20 something points is, is no, no hard. It's no easy task. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. And honestly, I think Spags is overdue for another head coaching opportunity at this point. He has, he had two Super Bowls with the giants before 
this, and then he goes to Kansas City, and what, he has three with them as their D coordinator now? Clearly, he is, like, the best defensive coordinator, like, of our era, I think, at this point. I, I don't think it's a crazy to say that, and I think some of The dude performs. His teams perform everywhere he goes. I mean, he was a... He was a really good defensive coordinator for the Giants. He was a good D coordinator for Philly. He was, uh, he's still obviously a good D coordinator with Kansas City. Like, the dude knows defense. He has aggressive defenses that are fun. Um, we'll see what can happen this this offseason because Chiefs don't have a ton of spending cash, but they have some free agents that they might end up losing, and they could be huge for how that team performs next year. Very true. Uh, speaking about the Super Bowl, though, um, yeah, the Chiefs obviously won it uh, in overtime. It was only, I think, what, the second Super Bowl ever to go in overtime? The second Super Bowl. And uh, yeah. both horribly disappointing overtime losses, in my opinion. <laughs> and both for Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. That's that's upsetting. For <laughs> That's sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they, they won with a, a walk-off touchdown to Mecole Hardman, of all people. That was his first touchdown of the season, and it was the Super Bowl winner in overtime. I thought that was pretty funny. He wasn't even on the Chiefs for most, for most of the season. He was on the Jets. Yeah. He was He was like the receiver. I guess him and Juju both were the receivers that, like, the Chiefs gave up on. They just threw him away from the team and uh, then realized that they actually needed a receiver and brought him back, and he wins them the ring. It's It's amusing. To be honest, Sorry, it's a little ironic, isn't it? Yeah, the 49ers played weird too. Like, I don't think they ran enough with Christian McCaffrey, and they made some head scratching decisions throughout the game. Um, mm-hmm. Brock Purdy was playing pretty good for the most part, but it's still like they should have put more into McCaffrey. I feel like I don't know. I don't know what they were doing out there. It was kind of like the whole Ravens loss. Like, what the heck were they doing? There was no run game in either of those games. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. McCaffrey's their best player. Like, they should have lived and died by McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. If they ride McCaffrey and they do not succeed, I don't think that people would blame them because they're trying to get their best player involved and trying to get the best player on the field involved, really. Um, you can argue Patrick Mahomes there, but yeah. uh, the best athlete, the best player is McCaffrey in that game. And um, for him not to be the focal point, it's huge. Um, Purdy, Purdy played respectably well. Uh, he did make some mistakes there. Um, he didn't have an amazing game, but it's tough defense to, to have an amazing game against. And but he, he did all right. He did fine. He, there were some mistakes, though. Uh, he did miss the wide-open Debo. He missed an Ayuk. Uh, missed George Kittle on a route. So, I mean, a little bit more consistency there. They could have easily came away with this win. Um, when pressured, again, it's what I said earlier in the year, when pressure was put on Purdy, he kind of folded. Uh, so when Spags brought the house and there was the blitz there in his face, he rushed his decision-making and he didn't make the smartest decisions. He missed a lot of receivers that way. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just going to be a learning experience that he has this offseason. trying to adjust to that pressure. Yeah, yeah. It's literally his first season as they're starting – quarterback so i mean yeah for a full season yeah um did you see the uh speaking of what you were just talking about like the last 49ers offensive play um right before they kicked the field goal in overtime they uh 
Chris Jones went unblocked towards Brock Purdy, and Brandon Ayuk was wide open for a little inside route for a touchdown, but Purdy had Chris Jones in his face and just threw it away. I saw that. It made me so sad. Yeah, once again, though, it's it's it shows the importance of a composed QB, but also an offensive line that can allow the QB to have just a little bit of time there. Um, Block the best player on defense, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, to let Chris Jones get in there practically when the ball is snapped. Like, like even if someone just, like, just chipped him as he ran by, Purdy might have had enough time to get that throw off. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, did you see the uh, Did you see the the Forty Niners players uh, seeing how they didn't know the overtime rules? Yeah, that's pretty crazy to be honest. But um, I think it's funny because regardless if they knew the overtime rules or not, they still would have lost yep. because they still didn't score a touchdown. <laughs> um, and the Chiefs did. Yeah. score a touchdown. So yeah. even if even if they knew the rules, they still would have lost. And um, so then they throw their coach under the under the bus for not preparing them properly, but they still would have lost. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. post Super Bowl though, the Chiefs they partied hard. They uh, partied hard. They've been partying. Been They've been partying. Kelsey and Mahomes are still partying two weeks later, and it's their third Super Bowl. Come on, act like you've been there before, guys. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes absolutely obliterated, not even on this planet at the uh, at the parade. Um, did you see that video where he went to grab his phone out of his pocket, grabbed it, didn't even look at it, and just moved it to the other the other pocket? No, I didn't. Yeah. He's like, he just, oh yeah, I got a, I got a phone call here. Takes it out, put it back in this, this <laughs> one. I like that one better. Um, and then he like calls for a fan to throw him a beer. Fan throws him a beer, and he doesn't even attempt to grab it. He just watches it go by. Jesus Christ! No, I have not. I've been staying away from all of that nonsense, <laughs> to be honest. Well, Talia's mom loves uh, loves Kelsey and the Taylor Swift relationship, so she is a uh, kind of a Chiefs fan now. A uh, little little bandwagon Chiefs fan. The only thing I saw from um, the parade was a. Uh, I saw Travis Kelsey trying to like do a, a luge with a beer off of the Lombardi and like he didn't even open the <laughs> bottle yet. So he was like, and somebody opened it for him and gave it back and was like, oh. <laughs> ridiculous, man. Yeah, it was funny. Um, I will say that uh, with the parade, there was the unfortunate event of the shooting. Uh, and God bless, uh, prayers go out to anybody that was affected by that. And, yeah. Uh, terrible event uh, that happens, but um, seems to be more of a commonplace in today's society, and uh, just a really unfortunate. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also on Kelsey, different Kelsey though. Jason partying with Taylor and uh, and Travis with trailer uh, found a luchador mask on the street and decided to pick it up and wear it the entirety of the night. And the videos of him partying his ass off with this luchador mask on are hysterical they're so funny i i saw a post saying that he actually he met a kid that was a huge chiefs fan that had the uh the luchador mask and asked if he could borrow it and the kid gave it to him but he was so drunk that he forgot that where he got it from 
and now he's like mailing it. That's back why he said he found it. <laughs> wild. Yeah, it's wild. Wild times. Now Kelsey's certainly uh, suspenders partying his ass off this uh, after the Eagles season's been over. Uh, he's been having a lot of fun from the Bills game to the Super Bowl. He's just been living it up. I think a great show. Oh, Usher. Out. Great show. A great show. Oh, Usher was good. Usher was very fun. Um, so I'll backpedal a little bit. Speaking of shows, Usher was great. That was the halftime show was better than the game. I loved but it. I loved every part of it. That was amazing. It just kept that was better. everything a millennial would have wanted <laughs> yeah. in a Super Bowl halftime show. I thought uh, it was. Lula John, Ludacris coming out. Oh, L- oh, L- I was literally about to mention, I thought it was amazing. And then Ludacris came out and I was like, this is the best Super Bowl halftime show I've ever seen. Like I wasn't. It was awesome. I didn't get to watch the Michael Jackson or Prince one live. So it's the best live one I've definitely ever seen. It was it was very good. Um, I would say like uh, Usher, little handsy there with Alicia Keys. <laughs> yes, uh, he was. That's a yeah. married woman. Swizz sir. Beats. Swizz Beats gonna. He's uh he's sweating at home. Because uh, <laughs> he's like she didn't Usher tell was me nothing too close. about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. No, that was uh, that was a really good halftime show. But hear me. Oh, out. and the the girl on the guitar. I don't remember her name. Oh, that's her. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Her name is her. Yeah, yeah she yeah. was killing. She it. fucking kills. She kills it on guitar, dude. She shreds. Um, our buddy LJ making our jingle. He's a he's a big her fan. Oh, didn't know that. I watched it with LJ, and he was freaking out <laughs> when she walked out. Yeah, he was losing his mind. It was um, great. Yeah, but uh, yeah, hear me out. Jason Kelsey, really good show opportunity here. Jason Kelsey tours the country during the football season, tailgating with all the fans at every stadium, and like and like rates the tailgating of every stadium. Yeah, I think that'd be an amazing show. He's so likable. He's such a huge personality, and he is he just it just seems like he'd be such a fun, fucking awesome character to have on a show. He could do tailgate, just drinking and partying their ass off. Yeah, he could do like two seasons: first season NFC, second season AFC. There That'd you be kind of sick. I think I might watch it. To be honest, there you go. I would watch it one thousand percent. He one thousand percent. He could. Uh, he could bring like Ryan Fitzpatrick with him as his co. I couldn't think there of anyone go. off the top of my head that's better than Fitzpatrick, because he was hilarious Brock. with the Bills too. Fitzpatrick and Gronk. Oh, Gronk? Actually, no, yeah. Kelsey and Gronk. That would be sick. <laughs> Fitz is already hired anyway. Fitzy and or uh Kelsey and Gronk would be crazy. They'd be fun. So funny. That'd be that'd be fun. So funny. That'd be amazing. Um yeah, that, that's pretty much all I got relative to the Super Bowl. Wanna jump? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh let's move to the senior bowl. Second down, some uh, orange crush over here. Mm, delicious. What do you what do you got? Not, for the not bowl, like though? the soda, like a cocktail. Um, but yeah, senior bowl. I got a few uh, few people that kind of stuck out there. Uh, you got Corley, the wide receiver from Western Kentucky, um, the Yak King, as he calls himself on social media. He lit up uh, senior bowl weekends, and he uh, was 
He should be a sleeper in the draft. Everyone's looking for the next Puka Nakua, and uh, he could be that guy. Um, there are a couple other receivers that were that kind of jumped off the page and really separated themselves from everybody else there. Um, you're looking at Lad McConkey from Georgia, uh, but he was already a little bit higher than uh, than Corley and the next guy. But then Roman Wilson from Michigan. Those three guys in terms of receivers look head and shoulders better than everybody else, and they're going to be steals in the draft, absolute steals. Uh, Wilson and McCor- um, Wilson and McConkey looked absolutely dominant, and they should be uh, really good options in the draft. Uh, so if you're looking for a steal in your fantasy draft, those might be those guys. There you go. Um, <laughs> in terms of dynasty. Uh, running backs, not too many. I don't have a lot here except for out of Marshall, Rashid Ali. Uh, very good RB, uh, worth looking at, looking at there. Uh, and then the rest of the guys, uh, pretty much defensive guys and linemen. Um, oh, there is Theo Johnson from Penn state. He absolutely dominated and he has very good athleticism for his size. He's a massive six foot six, 257 pounds. So for his athleticism and to be make putting corners on skates, uh, he looked very good. Um, quarterback, Michael, P- Michael Penix Jr. and Bo Nix, uh, looked to be very fucking good. Uh, they looked to, obviously they've made a name for themselves already, but mm-hmm. they look to potentially be increase their case for first round pick candidacy. And then the MVP, Spencer Rattler, uh, yeah. people were kind of running him off during the season, uh, because South Carolina wasn't that good. Um, but he got MVP for the senior bowl. Uh, and he certainly put himself into possible day two discussion uh, as a quarterback. He should at least be a good backup for somebody. Out yeah, of the draft. I think he'll get drafted day two. Spencer Rattler's like uber talented, very talented quarterback. Yeah. It's just the like decision-making and maybe some accuracy issues really, I think was all that really. Helped yeah. Him. So I mean, day two, day two, he could fall into a good situation where on the team that, has a good QB, maybe an older quarterback that he can learn from, kind of similar to what Jordan Love had with Aaron Rodgers. And it panned out for him because Jordan Love looked fucking good this year, looked even better in the playoffs. So uh, if he could fall into a situation like that, not necessarily, not saying it has to be Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. but it could with the Jets. Mm-hmm. And he'd probably be a better backup than Zach Wilson. So will the, um, will the New York Giants select Spencer Rattler? Who knows? Would I like that? I hope not. I don't know. What? I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't like that pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's too much of a question mark for an organization that already has a lot of question marks oh, yeah, at the quarterback sure. spot. I agree. I agree with you. Um, you want somebody that can, that you know is going to take you to that next step. Mm-hmm. Like um, one of the, obviously one of the top guys in the drafts, for, um, Caleb Williams, Drake May, those are the top guys there. Jaden Daniels, um, maybe. Jaden Daniels, any of those should be good, depending. I mean, if you have some p- opinions on them, I think Caleb Williams is going to be a bust, but that's just me. I think um, uh, I think the Giants would have to trade up for any of those guys. I think they're going one, two, three. Yeah. I think they're on one, two, three. I think so. I mean, the combine Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to slide in there. What'd you say? You don't think Marvin Harrison Jr. don't think he's going to slide in there at three? He could. I don't. I, I really think the quarterbacks are going to go one, two, three at the moment, though. But anything could change. I Right yeah. now, before the combine, before free agency, everything, right now, I, I really think the Giants are going to take J.J. McCarthy. 
and I'm not super happy about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, JJ, I don't know. I don't know if he's there yet. I don't know if he's – he could be good in a couple of years, but I don't know that Daniel Jones is the guy you want him to sit behind and learn from. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I think you should, you should take Phoenix Jr. I mean, Phoenix Jr. and Bonix. I think either one of them would be great. I think Phoenix Jr. throws, in my mind, the best ball in the draft. Uh, I like He Phoenix. puts it on the fucking money, uh, and he wants to win. Like, the dude <laughs> yeah. uh, the dude can ball, and I think he would bring uh, a kind of tenacity there, and he's a little bit older, so he uh, – him and Bonix, they're a little bit older. They've been through the, the ringer a little bit there, and uh, – I think they can handle it in New York. Yeah, I like Michael Phoenix Jr. The only thing I wonder about him is since he's a lefty, we don't have a very good right tackle, and that would be his blind side. So I don't know what we would have to do in that. Yeah. You'd have to look at who's available in free agency or the draft yeah. uh, at right tackle spot. But um, anyway, so that's all I got for position players. Uh, I'm just going to list off the rest. Uh, Brandon Fisk, defensive tackle, Florida State. Looked very disruptive. He's a little bit undersized, but he looked to be very good. Tles uh, uh, Fuaga, uh, offensive tackle out of Oregon State. He's massive, 332-pound frame, long arms there. He looked to be very good. Is he Samoan? Uh, he's Tyler... Samoan. <laughs> he's got to be Samoan, right? <laughs> uh, Tyler Guyton uh, out of Oklahoma, offensive tackle, six foot seven, 328 pounds. He's a very raw talent. Uh, but he looked like a top 15 potential talent there at the dra- uh, at the Senior Bowl. Hmm. Not saying he's going to be there because, I mean, Senior Bowl guys probably aren't going to be up that high. Yeah. But uh, yeah. talent-wise, he looked that dominant on the field. Uh, he only has one year of starter experience there uh, out of Oklahoma. So a lot of potential there. Um, Theo Johnson uh, went through him, tied in out of Penn State, looked to be very good. Uh, Mitchell, uh, the cornerback out of Toledo. Very, very good. He called himself the best defensive player at the combine. Uh, okay. That will be at, at He called himself the best defensive player in the draft, uh, and he looked the part at the senior bowl. Uh, he looked very, very fucking good. Uh, he looked like he backed up his talk. Um, can't read my writing here. Uh, Robinson, defensive lineman out of Missouri, uh, reminded me of Cam Jordan, and he is absolutely massive. Uh, he looked very good. Uh, Dayton Wilson, linebacker out of North Carolina State, looks to be an early day two prospect, uh, and he could be p- potentially very dominant. Uh, his only drawback is he does have a little bit of an injury history there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, offensive tackle out of Oregon, very versatile and dominant. He played both guard and tackle. Christian Haynes, UConn interior lineman, dominant one-on-one uh, and has massive size. And then finally, uh, I have Laitu Latu at UCLA. Uh, he is an edge rusher and looks like he can be very, very disruptive with a big first burst in the in the, uh, the NFL. Interesting. Well, Giants need an edge rusher, so uh, that guy I might need to do some more uh, looking at. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. I mean, there's a lot to be taken from the Senior Bowl, but and what really draws you is those position players. So keep yeah. in mind on those wide receivers and dynasty drafts. I'm pretty excited to see the combine. That starts next week. We're recording on the 27th. 
next week is the freaking combine already. I'm excited to see what some of these guys can look like against their other peers that weren't there. You know, I think we should have a combine of ourselves. Everyone's getting to rub together for uh, for Mike Koval's wedding. So um, we should. We should have a little combine of ourselves determine our fantasy draft order. I agree with you. That that would be fun, honestly. That'd be fun. Would it I have like to include alcohol? Idea. I don't know. Got ideas. Yes. 1, yes. <laughs> <laughs> a boozy combine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want to. I know you got to jump soon. I don't know if you want to touch on a little bit of uh, of the free agency. Uh, try to go about the franchise tag at least. I'll, do, I'll hit the franchise tag at least. The only guy so far that has been tagged is T. Higgins, a wide receiver on the Bengals. I know the Giants were looking at him as well as some other teams, so it was a little upsetting, mm-hmm. but it wasn't super unexpected. You know, the Bengals obviously yeah. wanted to keep him. They tagged him. They're going to try to sign him. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Player. They wanted to sign him, but they they are pretty strapped for cap space. So the only really way for them to re-sign him is to franchise him and bring him back in and negotiate a long-term contract. Uh, they wouldn't have been able. They would have lost him if he went to the open market because they he would have been priced out of their range. Yeah. Uh, some other guys that are expected to get a tag if they don't sign anything: the Panthers' edge rusher Brian Burns, very good young mm-hmm. player. A lot of teams wanted him. I think the Eagles were trying to trade for him at some point. Yeah. Um, but it seems like he's going to be tagged and uh, and signed. So good for them. They're trying to build a young unit over there. <clears throat> the the Ravens, another uh, defensive player, Justin Madubuike, Madubuki. I don't even know how to say his name, to be honest. But he was very he's, good for he's them. Very good. What was it? Very, very good. I'm just saying he's very good. Yeah, he was a really good on the inside for him last year. He uh he got 13 sacks and uh played a lot for that really good improved defense. defensive tackle. Yeah, at defensive sacks. tackle. Yeah, pretty wild. It looks like they're going to tag him. Um and then the Bears, their corner Jalen Johnson, he's like the top corner on the market arguably. Mm-hmm. Um and Chicago doesn't want to lose him. They're trying to not get their coach fired right now. So <laughs> Jalen Johnson, if he doesn't get signed before the end of the free agency, there's a good chance, or before the end of the franchise tag uh, deadline, there's a good chance they tag him. Um, along those words, uh, Colts, Michael Pittman, they really want to keep him. So there's the possibility that they tag him, but uh that remains to be seen. I don't think he's going to leave the Colts regardless. Jaguars edge rusher Josh Allen probably going to get tagged uh, unless they make Yeah, they're strapped a little bit for cash, so. Yeah. Um, and then the Chiefs have a couple guys they're thinking about using the tag for. Uh, possibly Chris Jones. He does, he wants to be in Kansas City. I, I assume they're going to figure out a way to sign him. And then they also have um, – Oh, shoot. I can't even think of the other player's name off the top of my head. I Jerry just Sneed? Yes, yes, yes. Sneed. They're pr- I think they're probably going to end up tagging him because he's very important. Yeah, I think he's the best corner on the market. Um, I think he's, uh, at least at this point, I mean, I think he's better than Jalen Johnson. And if he went to the free agency uh, with how much cap space the Chiefs have, I think they'd probably lose him. Um, yeah. Because he's, he's going to command a bag and he will get it wherever he goes so yeah um, I, and if they lose him 
their defensive secondary is pretty much shot after that. I mean, I know uh, who's the other the other guy that they had there. Um, God, I blanked on his name, but um, the other corner is very good too. But Snead Snead commanded that defense. He locked down whoever the other team's best receiver was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's why I think I agree with you, and I, I think they're for sure gonna franchise tag him. Um, another guy in the deep in uh, the defensive backfield, the Buccaneers, Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, might be the best safety in the NFL, arguably, of course. Um, they definitely don't want to lose him in Tampa, so there's a chance that they tag him. Uh, that would be a bit expensive for a safety, but he's a very important safety in their system, so it would make sense to tag him. And then the the only other defensive player I wanted to talk about is the Dolphins' D-lineman Christian Wilkins, who I fully expect if he hit free agency, he would leave the Dolphins because someone would yes. pay him a ridiculous amount of money. Um, so I think unless they can figure out a way to agree on paying him, I think they're going to franchise tag him as well. Yeah, if he left, I think he'd – I'd have him possibly go into, like, a team like the Titans or Commanders, teams that are going to have a lot of money and just be able to fork it out, mm-hmm. uh, just be able to dish out as much cash as possible to him. Um, yeah, uh, that, that, these are all in line with some of the guys that I have, I think, going to get franchised as well, mm-hmm. uh, kind of on the younger end for the most part. Chris Jones a little bit older, but um, a lot of these guys uh, definitely – no, yeah. being priced out, we'll, pricing their teams out of contention for them. So. Yeah, we'll we'll get into more free agents in our next video. We we're going to dig a little deeper, other than like these top guys that could be franchise tagged. Um, the only other guys that I wanted to mention because people might be thinking about it are like the running backs, Saquon Barkley, uh, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard. They were all questionable if they were going to get the franchise tag. And uh, the franchise tag for running backs is actually kind of bad with uh, with how much they could be paid. So none of them are going to be getting the franchise tag. It's just too lucrative a contract for any teams to want to sign. So all three of those yeah. guys might end up being free agents. And they probably will be. Um, I mean, Barkley, it, it's debatable whether he stays with the Giants or leaves. Um, person, I think he leaves. Uh, and then same with a couple other guys. I mean – the Cowboys are moving on from Pollard. I think they're going to be in play for either one of those. They do really like the running backs. So uh, it'll be interesting. But like you said, we'll get into it more in the next. But um, I know you got to jump. So that is a wrap. That's a wrap on another episode. Again, the best way to support our show is to leave a rating or review on all platforms listen on. And of course, by liking our show, make sure you subscribe to the Food Flicker Show on YouTube. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media at Flea Flicker Show. And once again, thank you, Flea Flicker Nation, for tuning in. Till next time, boys. Peace.